Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome on to this week's Hollinger and Duncan. Joined by John Hollinger of The Athletic. Like you don't listen to this every week and you need people to be identified, which clearly is not the case. But we want to get into a show that I thought was really useful for me to do last year, John, which is looking at everyone who might be eligible for veteran extensions, which is one of the biggest ways that guys are getting paid in kind of this post-cap space era that we've been in after 2019. And also, frankly, we can also say the way that guys probably get the worst contracts out there is via extension as well. Some of the worst ones have been, I mean, obviously the, the John Wall one stands out, for instance. Um, although I will say, I think teams, by and large, make better decisions on extensions than they do on free agents because hmm. they've had that player in-house so I think they have a better idea of what they're getting and what the risks are. Certainly, they have a better idea, I think, health-wise of how the player is holding up and where the fail points might be on a multi-year deal. So I, 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 there definitely have been mistakes made on veteran extensions. And I think sometimes teams can underestimate the decline of like a mid-tier player in his early 30s, like how quickly that can go south. But at the same time, I, I think there's more wisdom that just goes into that decision because it's, it's, it's just a less, uh, a less overall emotional decision. Like it's not driven by the distortions of July 1st and the free-for-all and free agency or any of that. So it's a... It's a little more of a of a calm decision not made in the fog of war. So I, I think by and large, the decisions on veteran extensions do tend to be better. I think I would agree with you, except for the guys at the very top who are eligible for super max type of contracts. That's where I think it might be a little bit different to me, right? Like if you say like Patrick Beverly's extension or Robert Covington's extension. Yeah. Those where it's like, all right, you know, we're going to, or, or uh, maybe you could say Clint Capella with the Hawks. Not that many of these extension, veteran extensions for older guys are just straight up four years, absolute maximum allowable that you can get. Team And those players are, are want to mitigate risk as well. They're willing to get paid for maybe two or three more years, kind of at about what they're making. And then, you know, other veteran extensions, you know, to be clear, we're not talking about rookie scale extensions here for those who, you know, that's just a completely different animal for guys coming off of rookie scale contracts and pretty similar situation for guys who are second round picks or undrafted coming off a minimum 
minimum contracts who are would still be restricted free agents. So really talking about guys who are going to be on to their third contract at a minimum with these extensions. So I think it, most of those are not too bad, but, and we probably haven't even totally hit this yet either. You know, we're just now seeing the end of those first round of Supermax contracts with Russell Westbrook, John Wall, Steph Curry, amazingly, that shows you his greatness, that he is still worth that Supermax even now. But most guys haven't been, and we're going to see Jimmy Butler. Like, that's one that, where you're like, man, that could be huge. Paul George, maybe Kawhi Leonard. It, that's kind of the next round of these yeah. that are coming through. And the, I think the Butler one illustrates, I think, the type of example you're talking about. It's the sort of Damocles extension um, yeah. where you you have the one year and the player option afterward. So the player can opt out after the season if you don't extend him right away and give him the extra three on top of his player option. You, you're either you're either risking losing the guy for nothing or having to go really long on him. That one's really hard. So let's go through here just the rules around veteran extensions. Uh, this came in. It was really righted i think for the most part by the 2017 cba after the combination of the extension length reductions extension amount reductions in terms of the raises you could get off your previous salary from the 2011 cba when owners were really trying to save themselves from themselves with terrible extensions like Stephen jackson and richard hamilton under the previous cba now though the rules are as follows a veteran extension can cover five total years that includes the previous contract. So if you have two years left on your contract, you can add three years. If you have one year left in your contract, you can add four. Also worth noting that the concept of the previous year, that goes all the way until June 30th. So there are guys whose contracts expire on June 30th. They could theoretically still extend right now if they wanted to. That's what Robert Covington actually did. Uh, but even if you're on June 29th, that one day counts for a year. So you can only go for four years out from there. You also can only extend after the two-year anniversary of the signing of the contract. Now that could be, if it was another extension, it could be two years after that. Uh, and you can only extend a three or four-year contract if you are extending a five-year contract, you must wait until the third anniversary of the signing of the contract. And then finally, we're going to talk about different types of extensions here. The designated veteran player extension, that can only be signed during the offseason. If you have two years left on your contract, that extension may also only be signed during the offseason. If you have one year left on your contract, you can sign it all the way up until June 30th, in theory. You can start the amount of your new extension at 120% of the previous year's salary and get up to 8% raises. And however, if you are below the estimated average player salary, which will probably be in the 11 million or so range coming into this year, then you can bump up your salary to 120% of that. And so the maximum contract there will probably be about, you know, a four year, maybe in the 58, $60 million range, depending on where the estimated average salary comes in. You know, if you're a guy who's making the minimum or something this year, you could start off at, at that contract. So sorry for that housekeeping, but just a, a good reminder of what the general rules are around extensions. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time 
to dress up rather than dress down i highly recommend inochino they were the official outfitter of my wedding i got my tux from there all my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well i felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly because when you go somewhere else you're not going to get something that's made for you so why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you and not only does indochino have the suits that made them famous but now they've got everything blazers pants women's wear outerwear designed and made for you hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from european wools linen cottons tons of colors tons of patterns you can customize things like the lapel the vents the pockets and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style so level up your game with indochino go to indochino.com and use the code per easy to remember because john invented it use per to get 10 percent off any purchase of 399 dollars or more that's 10 percent off at indochino i-n-d-o-c-h-i-n-o indochino.com and don't forget that per code to let them know you came from us now after that ample preamble who is the most interesting veteran extension candidate to you once the clock turns past july 1st pascal siakam Mm, mm. what's uh what's his situation so two years left on a deal that pays him pretty well uh 35 and 30 35.4 this year 37.9 in 23-24 he's actually he made third team all nba um he uh you know you could go out three years with him right now if you're toronto i think he's just at an age where that feels a little risky you might go ahead and let him play out the year and do it again, you know, and come back to him next offseason and say, you know, because then you could add four, too. I mean, maybe from his perspective, that's actually better, too. And then, right, if he makes if he makes third-team All-NBA again, he'd be Supermax eligible. Oof. I don't know if I'd Supermax yeah. him anyway. That's where it's uh, tough, where you have a guy who's Supermax eligible that you actually don't want to be Supermax eligible, right? Like, like thank you for voting Julius Randle All-NBA, but we were we were kind of hoping to keep that, keep that number down a little well so siakam you mentioned his age 28 if he were to sign a three-year extension that starts in 24 25 so that'd take you through basically his age 33 season and that would be three years 132.6 million starting at 40.9 million going up to 47 million dollars and now that's based too on yeah why is it starting so low oh probably because he would be over the max salary that's why so uh he wouldn't get the 120 percent raise because once you bump into the max salary then you can only the most you can get is an eight percent raise off your last number and since he actually doesn't have that much experience that would be the case so i mean that that's going to be interesting i what do you think of pascal siakam i, I thought his I wouldn't consider him the 15th best player in the NBA, even if he did make All-NBA this year. See, I I agree with you on that. And that's why I think Toronto's best play on this is to play it out. Because then, I mean, from a risk management perspective, too, you you just collect more information with that extra year. Who knows? You might end up wanting to put him in a trade even. Um, So I, I just think there are more avenues that open up like uh you know i mean one of the things to you know toronto's always mentioned with rudy gobert like would you trade pascal siakam for rudy gobert and if that were the case would you want it like if you were utah would you rather have him extended or not extended before you did that deal 
yeah to me the thought would be not extended because you can always offer him enough to get him to stay i would say and and so like i I wouldn't be worried about that aspect like to me he's if he's really that good you can just pay him more than anyone else and get him to stay in theory uh and to me also i think just where toronto is as a team right now i think this is a really interesting year for them jake fisher has talked about the possibility of maybe og ananobi being available i don't expect him to go anywhere i don't think jake does either but just the the possibility that maybe toronto will be at an inflection point like they have a nice team they took a step forward they still got some young guys siakam and van vliet ananobi gary trent can also be a free agent so really their top four guys will either can either be free agents or have one year left on their deal next summer and then of course they've got scotty barnes as well so hey if these guys get into the top four in the east next year all these guys are young enough to take a step forward scotty barnes is looking like a future superstar after winning a rookie of the year this year he takes another step forward then you're like okay we'll bring these guys back if not let's say you're kind of piddling along maybe you would consider moving fred van vliet at the trade deadline or moving siakam or moving Ananobi and just totally reset with it should be i mean all i think a lot of those guys could get like two first round picks potentially if not yeah. more in a move and then you really just start over with scotty barnes and just a treasure trove and a great development and scouting group yeah i think this is also one of the important things with extensions that I think teams can take a little too lightly at times is that you're extending into the player's decline phase and you don't really know how that's going to go. Um, like yeah. if I was... And I don't think Pascal is going to be like a great aging guy personally. If if I was extending for just the three years to come, I would say Pascal Siakam might be worth that extension. Like I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at my numbers now. I haven't projected to be worth 44 million this coming year, right? right? So that's like, that's a reasonable thing to do. If he was a free agent, and you could sign him for three years at 40 whatever a pop you would do it you'd probably even sign him to four frankly i would would say i mean the problem is enough competition you have two year these two years that come in first and then the three years get tacked on to the end of that so you're paying for his age 30 31 32 seasons right now and that's that's a box of chocolates i mean you you don't know exactly what's in there um so I, yeah. I would I would probably I'd probably leave that one be if I were Toronto. I think it's a really interesting case, but I I would say don't ex, don't extend it now. If Siaka for some reason was said, you know what, I'll do thirty five flat. Then right, then I think you'd go right. ahead and do that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think maybe maybe that's the offer I would consider making so, something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, I'm just not sure what Siaka. I I don't know if Siaka is going to be like he's kind of a lower lower end all star player right now. I think uh, all NBA I would get that far with them and those sorts of players you know 30 31 they kind of all right 35 million and maybe with the cap going up that's the other two things in addition we should mention the new tv deal will likely kick in in 25 26 everyone that i've talked to i'm sure you feel the same way john believes that there's probably gonna be cap smoothing so we don't so that's that's the thing because i've talked to a couple people in the league about this i haven't pursued this that seriously yet but that they expect a new tv deal they expect the money to bump up because of that but they also expect there to be smoothing this time based on the experience of last time. And so they don't really know yet what the capital implications are going to be of that and what years will be impacted 
impacted the most. So they're flying blind a little bit on 25-26. Yeah. Now, my guess would be, you know, we see something like uh, there will still be a bump in the cap on a yearly basis that's beyond what the raises will be on contracts. So I I think it's fair to say, hey, we might get at least, you know, a $20 million bump or something like that, uh, which is a much, much bigger deal back in 2016 than it is now because, you know, we're in the, we'll be in the 120s for the cap instead of 90, Um, you know, probably even in the 140s for the cap. Uh, my bet, my estimate right now was that maybe it'll go up by like 10 million that year or something. That's just my total flying blind guess. But anyway, so then the other thing is if you extend a guy for longer than two new years and give him more than a 5% raise, then he can't be traded for six months after signing the contract. If you sign a guy to a designated player veteran extension, then you can't trade him for a year after signing. So that's just something else to think about when we think of these. So my turn here. Okay. DeMontis Sabonis with the Sacramento Kings. My guess would be probably not because here's his situation. Makes 19.8 this year, 20.7 next year, then could tack on three years, 80.5 million after that. So that'd be 24, 26, 28, basically, that he'd be making each year. I actually, you know, I think that would probably compensate Sabonis fairly for what my conception of his value is. I would probably make that offer as Sacramento. My guess would be he wouldn't be interested in it, that he'd be looking for something north of 30 a year. What do you think? I think he would turn that down. I think I actually think I think that's a fair offer based on what I think his value would be, you know, mm-hmm. in those in those seasons. It would be his age 28, 29, 30 seasons. I, I think that's a fair value. Um Unless he really values um, having time off in the months of May and June, he probably won't <laughs> get ready up, for the national team. Re up to stay in Sacramento on, on those terms. Oh man. Um yeah, I, you know. Honestly, if I were advising Sabonis, I would probably tell him to take that. I think his star is going to dim significantly in Sacramento. I don't think they're going to win. He will probably put up some stats, but I think there'll be an understanding maybe of just a, a continuing to evolve understanding that his skill set doesn't really help you. I think that Miles Turner made him look way better defensively and that just having him as your center, the idea that you can't have a good defense, I think will be obvious to a lot more people in Sacramento. And hey, two years out as well, I mean, that's, that's a long time, right? I mean, I think that we talked about that some with Siakam like who knows what the hell is going to happen in two years right in 2017 John Wall had led the Wizards to a 49 win season and he was healthy and by 2019 he had torn Achilles and it was already the worst contract in the NBA before the extension even kicked in yeah and so I I think that's for someone like him that I see as kind of sub all-star to lock in that sort of money I would do it I would advise him to do it I think there's just a feeling like hey I I was an all-star you know I should be getting 35 40 million by where the cap is at that point and i just i i maybe that'll happen but i would be risk averse enough that i would actually accept that as him i i will be very surprised if he accepts that me too what about speaking of which uh what about turner because he's another interesting case very interesting case and he's eligible he makes 18 million this year he'd be eligible for a four-year 97 million dollar extension miles turner is 
26. Thank you. Yeah, 26. So that's so start at age 27 through 30 seasons. Not bad. I I, I would say right for him. He, I think he's got a skill set with his size and shooting that should age pretty well. I think he has a chance. Now there certainly are health issues as well. I think that might be the biggest reason that I would take this extension if offered. But he also could potentially be a trade candidate as well. I, this is one I think it's more kind of due to the situation that the team is in than that. Like I think this would be a pretty fair deal for him you know he's probably kind of along the lines of like where clint capella is like you're just you're not going to get into like you know over 25 million a year still i think unless you really are like an all-star level of player and he hasn't shown that yet so i think this would be a, a good deal for him and and not a terrible one for the team either i might consider it maybe you would want to get three years or a non-guarantee your team option on the end if if you're indiana what do you think i think i think to get this in ink indiana probably does need to offer the full four because i think this is kind of the the lowest possible level that Turner would value himself at a year ahead of free agency because there is going to be money out there in 23 he might be one of the best free agents out there um depending on who else extends obviously I think I think I think the I think the four-year 97 is pretty fair I it takes risk off the table for both sides. Uh, you know, the only thing it handicaps Indiana from trading him during the course of the season. But yeah, I think, well, actually, if they did it right at the start of free agency, they could trade him. Oh, because they would have enough time. With this, it's six months. Is that what it's it is? Six months. Yeah, yeah, six months. So yeah, I I think that is probably the right move for Indy. I would probably take that if if I was Miles Turner. I don't know. Maybe he's hoping that he can have a big year without Sabonis there. That he has. I don't know if he has dreams of post-up glory now uh which which might alter his perspective but i think that's i think that's a totally fair deal actually that that four years 97 for him i think you're right and i like miles turner more than most but it seems like you know i have to detach from my view when we're talking about his value that you know it doesn't seem like there were you know if he really were worth more than this wouldn't some team have come up with like two first round picks to trade for him already it doesn't seem like anyone has ever really made that offer necessarily that there were reports that david griffin offered the number four pick back in 2019 for him but that was obviously he had a couple years left on a value contract at that point um let's see here uh, there, there are many other ones that in theory could extend but we're going to try to stick to the biggest ones here at, and at and point. and the realistic ones i'll add <laughs> yeah we're not going to so, do like uh, cristiano felicio extension scenarios <laughs> okay who else interests you here paul george Wow! Already, we're probably we're probably we're probably actually. You know what? We're probably we're a year too early on him. Yeah, Are that's good. He's going to get interesting next summer. Um, yeah, he when could he has, opt when out he has, and in when he has a year and yeah, when he has a year and yeah. a player option ahead, I, that's when it'll get interesting. I, I I think you wait this out if you're the Clippers right now. You don't need to do anything. It, it, it's going to be Paul and Kawhi next summer. Yeah, who who would be extension eligible? Um, yeah, and that actually there's another interesting Clipper. We can kind of go through by team team too uh, avita zubats is an interesting one he's making only 7.5 so he would be eligible for that josh richardson which would be four years you know we'll eyeball it here at 58 million or so it might be a little more or less than that um 20 raise on the a- on the average salary is that right i'm sorry it's the 20 raise on the average salary yes the estimated average player salary for next year which we don't exactly know yet but, but we think it'll be around 12 um yeah, I I would think about that. Um, he's still, I mean, he's still pretty young. 
Uh, it's a good player. It's a franchise that doesn't really give a shit about the luxury tax. So it retaining rights to players then just becomes the, the paramount thing at that point and, and just having the assets under your control. So I would think about doing a deal like that for him where maybe the back end contains partials or team options or whatever, but that gives him his money up front. I would, I would, I would think about that for sure. Yeah. Now, interestingly as well, they also have, let me double check this, they also have a team option on him. Yes. And so if they wanted to, they could also just decline that team option and have full bird rights on him and sign him to a new contract. And maybe they could get him for cheaper overall with the idea that, hey, we're, we're declining your 7.5. We're giving you a bump off of that this year that we didn't have to do. And then we can get you for cheaper going out into the future. That might be a thought that they could come to as well. But I think they probably would just rather keep his salary low for this year. I, would I think because they know their attacks team this year they yeah. probably wouldn't do that that's interesting that they you're right that is that is an option for them but i think i think for them they probably look to the out years and they say we don't know how long we're going to run with this thing with paul and Kawhi, and at that point we may go nuclear nuclear so i would i would probably keep that seven five year and try to build an extension off of that because he's not his his on the open market like nobody's giving him more than 58 million in the open market next year like i that would be very yeah. unlikely right so I, yeah. I think they have this one under control Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yeah, and actually, in a very similar vein to him, sorry to skip around here, but Jakob Pertl, kind of a similar player to him. Uh, you know, he's making 9.4 this year, so basically he'd be eligible for the same type of, of contract uh, as well. I think Pertl maybe is a little bit better. I think he's Dubots. way better. Well, I wouldn't say so. I, like, the free throw thing is kind of a problem if he's actually <laughs> on a real team that's going to play in the playoffs. <laughs> That okay now now that's fair. We haven't seen what happens to him in a postseason environment. In a regular yeah. season yeah. environment, like he he might be the most under for regular season basketball, he might be the most underrated player in the league. Yeah, I mean he is a, a top ten rim protector, and I actually think Zubats is quite underrated in that regard as well. Yeah, Pirtle did play in 2019 in the playoffs, but hasn't obviously made it back since then. So yeah, I mean I think. Uh, it, it's kind of all all these like start but maybe don't finish the game centers like he's got a little more mobility so maybe he would for some teams but you know the range of that sort of player now seems to have been you know at one point it was the contract that Pirtle was on before and now it'll be the contract that Pirtle will be on now yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know 11 12 million a year you know it seems like that's kind of the market for him and Zubats and you know you'll get Mitchell Robinson maybe he's a little less proven Robert Williams is better than those guys but he's also injury prone he got it the 12 million type of range so just these traditional centers who are like pretty good maybe a little bit of two-way ability solid rim protectors that seems like kind of the going rate at, at this point in time what about Pirtle extend and trade in a sign and trade for deandre ayton yeah i mean that's one that we've uh, we've talked about uh i think it could be interesting now i i mean extend it once you extend him then you couldn't trade him unless you only extended him for two years and only a five percent raise which i don't think he would take um but so as the spurs would you offer him that full josh richardson 
the uh, the four years, call it fifty eight million. I think I actually would. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, he's. I think, so I think he's a think good so st- a good starting center, regardless of what happens in the fourth quarter of playoff games. I think just just his value for the first three quarters of those games would justify that salary. Yeah, I mean, a guy played 29 minutes a game at center last year. You know, I, I think he, uh, you know, if he's getting set up a little bit more with more spacing, maybe he looks a little bit better on offense as well. So pretty serious floater game for a big guy. I mean, it's <laughs> part. It's partly because he doesn't want to get fouled, but still, like he's yeah. he's got some nice touch. Uh, while we're on the Spurs, I highly doubt this will happen. Dejounte Murray eligible for three years, 69 million. He probably says no to that. I'm guessing. Uh, no, no shot at that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure that he should, frankly, but uh, I mean, the other thing that he might ask for at, after next year would be a renegotiate and extend if they still have some cap space. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, but, but, you know, I don't th- like, I know he made the all-star team after as an injury replacement. Like, I don't think he's better than the rest of these $20 million a year point guards, like, you know, Van Vliet or something or what Brunson's going to get. Like, I think he's more in that class than he is really like a level above them, particularly with the shooting limitations. I tend to agree, although Brunson's going to end up getting paid a lot more than Murray makes right now. Yeah, yeah, Murray finishes up. He's got 16 this year, 17 next year. So that's that's why he couldn't go up much more unless he's renegotiated and extended. So yeah, I think he probably turns that down. It's the, It wouldn't be insane to me, though. He's also young enough, though, that you might want to just get a four or five year deal rather than three. Oh, if you're San Antonio, yeah, that's a good point too. So yeah, move it, move it back a year, and then you know either renegotiate and extend, or just let him go all the way through it and do a five year max at the end of it. All right, let's pick another team here. We can go through some of their candidates. Who you wanted to go to here? Well, so there's one that I think is interesting because I think it depends a lot on the information they have that we don't have access to, and that is Bogdan Bogdanovich with Atlanta. Yeah. Because on paper, he is worth extending at that price, which would be, it's like 20, it starts at 21, right? It'd be a four-year 97 extension, which is maybe a little scary on the out years, but I mean, he's he's a good, I, I think by the end of the last season, he was the best six man in the league. The problem is you don't know what's left in those knees of his. And so yeah, ever since he hyperextended that knee in like his first month as a hawk, he's had problems with it. Exactly. And he was having problems in the in the playoffs even in the in the Miami series. Like, you know, if when somebody misses a playoff game with knee soreness, right? Like that's a little bit of a red flag that that there's something pretty serious going on there. Um he does have the player option next season, so you do have to worry about that a little bit if you're Atlanta. But given the tax situation the Hawks face already, like I, that just feels very risky to tack on years onto him right now when when you don't know what you're going to be getting from him physically next year, let alone three, four years from now. Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd be ending up paying him twenty seven million in his age thirty four season if you go the full four years. I mean, to me, this one would make a little bit more sense. Would he just be willing to do a two year extension that wouldn't violate the mellow rule that would still be tradable? That that to me would be more along the lines of something that would make sense here. Yeah, yeah, because because again, we always we always look at these extensions. And, well, what's the most the team can offer? But you're you're allowed to obviously extend the guy for. 
less. Yeah, and he's making 18, so he wouldn't get much of a substantial raise off of that. You know, it'd be something more along the lines of two years, 40 million. That's something maybe that they would consider a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about this is an interesting one here. Okay. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. So Chris Middleton has a player option for 40 million after next year, makes 38 in the upcoming season. Could, in theory, opt out and get a four year, $196 million extension, give or take uh, what the max is at that point. He'd be right right around there over 10 years of experience at that point. Obviously, you don't want to give him that. I, I think he's probably even a little overpaid for his production at 37 and then 40 and yes. now he's essential to them right i mean they have absolutely nobody else with his skill set and he's decent enough on defense he can shoot he can pass run a little pick and roll i mean obviously we saw what a disaster it was for them offensively without him like he's essential to what they do but just from a value standpoint for a team that does have spending limitations it seems like they're gonna bring back bobby portis for substantial money for some reason and that just they are really limited in what they can do i mean maybe i think you talk to him about it and maybe see if he would tack on you know if he opts out of that player option would he tack on like you know another year or two i mean because chris middleton i think he's 31 right now let me confirm yeah. that so you're talking about age 31 32 33 34 type of seasons like there's a, a feeling like maybe you need to keep this team together but i also actually and we got asked about this on a spotify live a couple of weeks ago i might low-key look into possibly trading chris middleton <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have you to have to reset with some depth some younger guys uh, yeah. around Giannis that can take you into you know because I'm not sure that Chris Middleton Drew Holiday Giannis Brooke Lopez a year older and some guys like those that might not be enough around Giannis maybe you do need to take a slight step back but maybe you recalibrate around him I think something that's something where they at least need to make the phone calls um, see what's out there. I also wonder, like you said, if you could get him to remove that player option year, could you go could you go out three years from there and something in the 30s where you lower the tax hit in 23-24? You you're almost doing mm-hmm. smoothing, basically. And then yeah. you you know, you have his deal more aligned. You could you could probably even give him a player option on the end of it because that that player option isn't is probably not going to hurt you, right? Yeah, because it's going to be a bad enough contract that he's yeah. obviously going to opt in. <laughs> right, right. It's an easy concession to make, but that I I think that's an option to look into just to help them manage what's going to be a tax hit these next say three four years with holiday middleton Giannis. yeah they've also got brooke lopez in the last year of his deal and that's one where because he's this is his age 34 season coming up maybe it's one where already you go into the season he's looking good you tack a year or two on beverly style yeah the the joe Ingles. yeah yeah you put another year on it yeah yeah I would definitely look at that. But go- going out, like, he's eligible for four years, 75. Like, th- n- no. <laughs> Not doing that. All right, who are the other, like, big ones that we have to hit here? I mean, there we can't make it through, obviously, every single one today. But the ones that we really got to keep, make sure we get to. Carl Anthony Towns, Supermax. 
Yeah, so the numbers uh, on that one, it wouldn't kick in for two years. This is one of those two years out ones, which always kind of worry you a little bit. Yeah. Just with the amount of stuff that can happen there. I think he's a pretty decent candidate to age well, though, would you say? Size and shooting ability. I mean, those are, historically, those are the two factors that determine career length, basically. So yeah. Towns is big and can really shoot. So yeah, I would, I would say your biggest concern is just defensively, is he is he ever going to be average? Yeah, and so Carl uh, Anthony Towns this season that it would kick in would be his age twenty nine season. He just finished up his age twenty six season, so that's it's a little late for something like this. He's also to me, you know, kind of more of a in the fifteen to twenty range right now as a player, not necessarily a top ten guy. When you're talking about, you know, this is super max. This is thirty five percent of the cap, not thirty yeah. percent of the cap. And he's starting at age twenty nine. Maybe you're hoping that the cap raise gets you out of it a little bit because we're talking about as the best estimate on the cap as of right now four years 205 million dollars so it would start at 46 and finish at 57 yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's tough so i i mean that probably ends up being a bad contract on the other hand i think he's a he's more tradable probably on that than he is just holding things steady like i don't think he's he's probably not gonna want out next year but maybe he would want out like two years from now potentially I, I don't know, but then you would still have him under contract. I think as long as he's has enough production in the year that he's playing in for his contract, it seems like guys are tradable. So yeah. I think ultimately I probably would make that offer as Minnesota. What about you? I think so. You you might try to do something to soften the last year. You know, make it put in like yeah. uh, Horford contingencies or like our deal with Mike Conley, where it was like fifty percent guaranteed in the last year, but fairly easy for him to make it fully guaranteed. Um, you might do something like that. I think w- one of the things, like having worked in a small market, you take flight risk off the table when you extend him. And other- otherwise, I think if you don't do the extension this year, you get to next year, he has one year left. His eye starts wandering. It can it can yeah. get or, or difficult you're at stuck that point. Giving him, you're stuck giving him the five-year designated player veteran extension after next year if he has another good year. You might be happy to have it only end after four. That's a good point too. I hadn't considered that one. I was thinking about if he didn't make it and yeah. you were and you were looking at scenarios where your offer wasn't going to be better than any other teams um, except for the fifth year. But you're right. You're you get into a completely different <laughs> different unwelcome scenario because you have to go out the extra year on that designated player now. So yeah, I would I would go ahead and do this if I was Minnesota. Retaining rights to players in small markets is is always the primary thing. Yeah, I think you're. You, there's nothing that says in the supermax rules that it has to start at 35% of the cap, that it has to have full 8% raises, and that it has to be fully guaranteed. None of those things are written in stone. You can negotiate on that. We haven't seen teams actually, you know, do that <laughs> yeah. before. But, you know, like you could, if you wanted to start them at 30% of the cap, because like, part of the value of the designated player veteran extension is just you can go out for longer as well, and you can do it sooner in addition to the additional money you can pay or maybe you can start it at 35 percent and hold it flat like there should to me carl towns just in terms of what he's actually worth there should be some room to negotiate there in reality perhaps there just won't right i i I think that's probably an accurate assessment reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil 
D'Angelo Russell makes 31 million. That's too much for him at this point in time. His playoff performance was not good. I think if it, I were them, I would probably be looking to trade him. You know, yes. unless there was some number like 20 million dollars he'd be willing to accept. I would not be interested in bringing him back right now. And they also could possibly have cap space the next summer. So I, I think I would not really be making him a significant offer if I were. Yeah. And those uh, cap scenarios and the flexibility um, to do stuff before an Anthony Edwards extension kicks in, I think is the reason that you would not do a deal with Malik Beasley either. Like he could be extended uh, for about $16 million, which I think is roughly what he's worth. But he has a team option, right? In 23-24. Yep. So I, I think... I think losing that optionality like you'd rather have that optionality than bother with like hey we got a fair contract for two more years woohoo um so i i think you don't do a deal with beasley yet for that reason so there are two guys who are beyond the supermax now due to their level of experience but are actually going to be eligible for rather massive extensions one of them is lebron james with the la lakers it doesn't really seem like there's momentum to do that at this point and particularly because of the possibility that he might be able to play with his son i don't know if he even wants to lock in and uh since he's a billionaire now performs he probably doesn't really need the money yeah 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 I, you know it's it's interesting you wonder if he would try to do just like a one plus one extension yeah but and and, I, and you know i mean shh to the lakers are they for sure want to do that <laughs> i yeah i would still think about it if i were the lakers because i think having him there lets him sell you you sell yourself to free agents automatically when mm-hmm. you have him there so i i think just the power of that and yeah. la but, is a but you also have no space to actually you lose get some you lose some of your space to bring guys in i mean you only yeah. right now next year the lakers only have one player guaranteed to be signed who is anthony davis um so that they, they have quite a bit of flexibility but that flexibility goes away quickly if davis is making 40 and lebron is making 48 there's there's not room for a third max there and then the other one that's going to be fascinating is damian lillard and so he goes out three years from now still but he could opt into his player option and then get a two-year $107 million extension that he would be eligible for. This is actually only the second year of the four-year Supermax that he signed back in the summer of 2019. He's already extension eligible again to add two years on, but he's already scheduled with that player option to make $49 million in the 24-25 season, and Damian Lillard would be... 34 in that season and so for 35 and 36 to add on over 50 million each season i mean i wouldn't be too interested in that if i were the blazers certainly i mean maybe that you could extend him for less than 50 million a season maybe he would be interested in that but i mean he's not going to be worth 48 million in almost all certainty by the time he's 34 i mean he would have to be playing at the same level steph curry is now which yeah you know i don't know that he ever has in a career yeah i to me that would be a, a ridiculous extension um and it would be a sign i think that the the blazers are being run by a third party a little bit let's say well it's also a a sign perhaps (laughs) that uh you know they they plan on keeping him there forever but to me if you ever want to trade him don't put that extension on there i think he's exactly more tradable without it and they still has plenty of time left well that's the other thing you can still do an extension with him next year and you'll have a lot more information about what you have and probably a new owner too i would think i mean we'll see how this goes but now the team's not for sale (laughs) 
it will have to be sold at some point in the future, but it's not for sale right now. Yeah, exactly. Thank, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 going to get interesting there. Uh, Sons it, are interesting as well. You know, there there there's another guy. There are two other guys who are extension eligible who you did not mention uh, on Portland. No. Okay. Uh, uh, John Wall and Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, we could throw Eric Bledsoe in there too. Actually, <laughs> Eric Bledsoe of Portland. Yeah, I presume they will uh, decline his guarantee. Um, Westbrook, in all seriousness, like because you could do an extension below the mat, like you could extend him for two years, thirty million, if you were the Lakers, like you, or maybe if you uh, weren't uh, the Lakers, if you were his next team. Like, well, well, I mean, I guess maybe the thing to think about that it hasn't really come up yet is: is there a number they could get to with him if he opted out of his player option? Like, would they? I, I don't think they would or should do this, but like, would they say, okay, opt out of forty-seven million and we'll sign you to two years, sixty million, and that would that? Let's see, would that give them enough that room takes, to use the that takes them out, takes them out of the tax? Yeah, they would be a full mid-level team at that point. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, that's now you're putting thirty million on your books for twenty-three, twenty-four. Might yeah. actually. Also, uh, also, John might actually make him more tradable this year if he doesn't yeah. have that massive forty-seven million dollar number for this year, where it's just so hard to match salary. Makes it well if he does. If you do that and change it to two times thirty, it's pretty easy to trade him for Gordon Hayward, huh? Now, is it from his perspective? Like, is it really worth doing that to get traded to Charlotte? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah and, and just to get, you know, to add $13 million yeah. Yeah. to your overall ledger, I, I'm thinking probably not. I'm sure yeah. he thinks he'll get more than $13 million this offseason. He might be yeah. wrong, but then at least you also have your freedom as well. So and he's made so yeah. much money, it's probably not worth it for him to do this, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get, let's get to Phoenix here. Devin Booker is eligible for that same $205 million over four years as Carl Anthony Towns. I think paid, you offer that. Pay the man. Just hope he takes it. Yeah. The, the player option will probably be on there. You're just going to give up the full boat. Yep. Like he's, he's gotten better every year. It's just, that's just what's going to happen. Um, so that's pretty easy. They also could possibly extend Jay Crowder. I don't think they're going to want to do that. You know, he makes 10 million this year. They, you know, they could in theory offer him up to that Josh Richardson four years, 58, but he's old enough here where, you know, would he be willing to do something along more along the lines of these Covington Beverly type of yeah. extensions, just go out for the same money in another couple of years. I would and do something. I would definitely do something like that with Crowder, where I go out. Yeah. You know, maybe a max a maximum of two years, let's say, at you know the step the step up from the ten million he makes now. I, yeah. I, I still would still be tradable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is this is his age thirty two season coming up, but but uh, that number would be it'd be okay transitioning him into kind of a backup role by the end of that. Cam Johnson be the starter, but they still need you know that's a reasonable amount to be paying your third forward. Yeah. All right, who else we got to talk about here? Harrison Barnes. We skipped right over him with Sacramento, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. He's eligible for a four-year extension, $98.7 million. I would probably do that. Wow. You would not? Well, so Harrison uh, Barnes... Yeah, he's... You know what? He's older than I thought. <laughs> yeah, th- 31 to 34, age 31 to 34 seasons, starting him at 22. Now, maybe you could, if you wanted to do something that was like, you know, start at 22, stay flat, maybe even decline. They like their declining contracts in, in Sacramento, although Catnell is gone now, so maybe not anymore, but uh, or if you, or that if you would went, be... Or if you went three, or if you went three years and a, you know... 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, maybe two years, three years. Yeah. Especially if you could get him to do two years and then trade him. But I think he probably would be of the impression that, yeah, I mean, is he really going to get more than $20 million a year on the open market? You think he's going to get, he's not going to get four years, 80 million as a free agent next year? I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going to get those kind of years as a 31 year old free agent. The teams that are interested in him are probably going to be teams that are trying to win, not teams that are going to have cap space necessarily. Sign in trades can get difficult because you have to send back salary unless you have a trade exception. So, yeah, I mean, I might actually make that offer to him. He probably becomes more tradable if you just now he makes 18 in the last year of his deal. So, you know, could you do a three year extension at 19 a year? Would he consider? that would that make it more tradable or or two-year extension second a third year partial guarantee right something something like that because then you do that extension and then you do that early enough in the summer where you can still move him at the trade deadline potentially and then he has out years that seem like okay to the team that's receiving him if they're a contender especially i i think that's probably the right move for sack yeah, no, no, I agree. And speaking of skipped over, Fred Van Vliet is another one going back to Toronto where he is a, that player option for next year. If he opts out of that, he could get four years, $114.2 million. I think he's probably going to play this one out. You think you get more than that? Like, yeah. obviously? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he could. So this would be his age 29 through 33 season, small guard. And he did make the all-star team, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Shot I just a think he has high forty four percent on twos. I just think the way like Kyle Lowry has aged has I think made people a little more willing like to because he's not a speed guy. He's more a guy who's, who's like a bowling ball. Uh, yeah. So I think there's a sense that maybe those guys will age a little better. All due respect to Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry was way way better than Brian. <laughs> there, there is that. Uh, I, I. You know, he's he's a guy who historically has kind of gone for the short contracts and played things out too and kind of, you know, believed mm-hmm. in betting on himself. So I yeah. expect him I expect him to do that one more time, try to get the biggest bag possible this coming summer. Um and hopefully Nick Nurse doesn't run him into the freaking ground in the meantime. Yeah, that's another potential concern. Yeah, I mean, four years, hundred and fourteen, you know, average annual salary in like twenty eight. I mean, that's good like I I, I I so you would offer that as Toronto for sure yeah I would because I, I, I just think like that's going to be a movable contract for a while yeah I guess my concern is where if you get to free agency what is the team that's going to offer you 30 million a year like do you think he's not going to get more than 30 million a year for over four years free agency right I mean I, that, that would be I think if, if he has another year like he had last year yeah I, I think he might be getting that well, yeah well, but like who's where's the leverage going to come from though of the team that's going to have 30 million in cap space where he would rather be than Toronto I, I mean to me I think like yeah you know what you might get 15 or 20 million more guaranteed if you play it out i don't think you're going to get it from a, a superior destination maybe you can force toronto to pay that i i would very seriously consider taking if i were him and especially if i could get like a player option on the end or something like that right right huh uh, like to me and, and i'm more risk averse than a lot of these guys mm-hmm. but uh, to me i would say hey if it's if we're talking about me making another 15 million 
20 million over a four-year period why don't i just lock in now and also just lock in being somewhere where i want to be uh and then og Ananobi actually could extend in theory as well amazingly enough uh he would be eligible for three years 72 million uh he would have to go out it's two years from now and then he would decline his player option for 18 million yeah i think that's a pretty easy one for him to turn down i i think he's in pretty good position to get paid yeah i, I don't know i i mean i i would you would make that offer as toronto it's just to me it's hard for and maybe with the cap going up i should just be adjusting for inflation a little bit more but it's hard for three and d type of guys to get paid more than you know kind of, i mean mikhail bridges is like the ultimate of that guy and he just got 20 million a year so uh i'm i'm uh but i think he thinks he can be more too that might be the genesis of some of these rumors that he may i don't know right. if he wants out but might be looking for more opportunity well let's say yeah i yeah i i i think people are really intrigued by og even like more than they were by bridges just because with og's body he can play three four and even five like he just yeah. he he lets you he lets you be such a chameleon especially when you get to a playoff situation so i i think there's gonna be a lot of interest in him if, if he yeah. hits if he hits unrestricted free agency i don't it, it could be someone just says damn the torpedoes we'll pay him the max even if we're overpaying because like you get in those situations with with free agency too or or it could just be where he has a lot of interest and then toronto has to shell out more yeah I and mean, now to be clear in the first year that this extension would kick in the seven to nine year max would be 39.3 million so i i don't know if he would get that max <laughs> necessarily yeah um I, I mean maybe you could get 30 million a year but again for that player type you know if you're a rebuilding team and just look at the teams that have had cap space the last two or three years you're going to shell out 30 million a year for you know a 28 year old three and d type of wing when you're not ready to win yet jeremy I grant yeah, I guess jeremy, jeremy grant yeah, would jeremy tell grant you yes made, right? <laughs> yeah yeah not not every uh you know is there some team that has like a gm that's had a relationship with ogn and obi going back to like when he was in middle school or something <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I think it's, I agree with you that it probably plays out that way, but I, it also doesn't seem like a no-brainer to not take it. If I mean, particularly, again, if you could get a player option on the end of this extension, when you're still it would only be, you know, in your late 20s and could get paid again. And he, let's not forget, too, he's got a, a torn ACL in his past. He doesn't have a totally clean bill of health. That's true. Yeah, it was from college in Indiana, but yes. Uh, who else we need to talk about here? Warriors? Uh, what do we got in Golden State? Oh, we got, uh, we got actually a couple interesting ones. Andrew Wiggins, amazingly, I would probably try to extend him if I was Golden State. Yeah, now the question is, what is the price? Uh, so yeah. he'll be making 33.6 this upcoming season. He's They're in a situation where they're good and they don't have anyone else in that role. Maybe they think Kaminga could grow into that. I'm He seems like more of a four to me. Like and I don't see Kaminga as like a get-over-screens type of guy necessarily. Uh, so we just don't know what he's going to be yet. So you'd want, but you still definitely want to pay Wiggins something that you think might be tradable and wouldn't be too bad. You know, he's gonna say hey i just we in theory we just won a championship or we made it to the finals like i don't want to take a pay cut yeah but i still think 33.6 is a little high for him again going back to what three and d type of players are worth and he he's proven himself to be close to the top of that list although maybe not quite as reliable as a spot-up guy so but he has more value to the warriors than other teams which was part of why that was such a brilliant trade in the end i don't know what's a what's a fair offer three times 30 sure 
man boy that's uh don't joe joe lake up they, they had a hundred million dollars in gate receipts they i mean that's that, obviously, that's but. and that's the reason i'm saying is you you don't care about spending a little more clearly and you can't lose him well, here's the thing, though. Uh, again, going back to the same thing I was talking about with OG, you're going to have full board rights on him. You go to free agency, you see how it goes, see how he plays next year, see how Kaminga develops. I probably would not want to extend him unless it was a pretty significant dif- discount, you know, in like the 25 million sort of range. Like anything above that, I think I just played out because, again, where else is Andrew Wiggins going to get paid $30 million next summer? Like it's just not going to Minnesota. Happen. As I was saying, <laughs> it's not going to happen right so uh, to me i think just with the lack of cap space around the league like we're not this isn't 2016 where anybody could just pay him 30 million dollars like that you're gonna have priorities and he doesn't really fit on a rebuilding team so i think you you play it out and bring him back on something fair and also i mean the warriors they've really only ever lost during this period one free agent that they wanted to retain which was kd everyone else has, has they've paid them and they've come back i think they i don't think they have the fear of negotiating with him as he goes into free agency particularly again because i'm just not sure what the landing spot's going to be above you know 20 million dollars a year in cap space for some other team or or whatever uh draymond's another interesting one he can actually opt out after next season yeah he signed that extension which i thought was a very good deal for both sides um you know would he want to just go out a little bit further he also has a player option the following year for 27 i i think i also probably as golden state would hold the line unless he wanted to do maybe just like one more year on what he has even then i probably wouldn't necessarily want to do it i, I think he's he's another one where it's just like okay where where are you going as a 33 year old i think that's what it would be uh, I think point. this is his age 33 season, I think, coming up. I think he's going to be that 24-25 season. If you're talking about adding on that, you're... You, he, uh, this will gonna... be his age 32 season coming up here. So, okay. Per right. basketball reference, which does it as of February 1st. Okay. So, yeah. So, you're looking at an age 33 season, $27 million. Hard to see him necessarily beating that. You also, This is also one where they can just go into the year as well. I, I think I doing it this off season wouldn't necessarily make much sense either. I, I think I probably would just hold the line on these guys for now unless they're really willing to offer a discount if i'm golden state i I don't feel a great need here you know draymond also had this back injury during the year that's a concern so yeah i I I would you you do worry about him with the age and everything uh and yeah yeah where's where's the rival offer coming from i think is a fair question and you do have that time on the backside. he has the player option but you can negotiate all through the spring because that player option's sitting out there next year so you yeah I think you're right. You probably play that out. You might if he if he if you could do the Joe Ingles with him like one more year at 25 to 27. You might look at that. I think otherwise you play it yeah. out. So that's his age 34 season on after the player options. I mean the player option yeah. to me kind of that's the thing that makes it a little bit more difficult, right? Like you if his contract just ended next year and you wanted to extend him out for maybe one or two more years, that might make some sense. But yeah, again, it's just like, like where he's a franchise icon but also you're just like where else is he gonna go when you have full board rights on him and he's such a good fit there too it's just hard for me to see another team that he you know he doesn't want to go to fucking orlando or something So I, th- I think both with Wiggins and with Green, the organization, if they do make it to free agency, would have substantial leverage, I, I would say. 
think you're probably right there. All right. Well, so we still have a few left here. Why don't we call yeah. it for today and we can get back to, we still got to do more of our most interesting free agents of the off season next week. And we can finish up uh, with this as well. So thanks so much for listening. A reminder that today and for all of the Boston finals games, Danny and I will be on playback. There'll be a link to that in the show description where you just sign in with your cable provider. You can just watch the game with our commentary, but you also get the sound. It's all in one window. There's no syncing up or anything like that you can subscribe to my podcast dunked on prime also a link to that in the show notes if you want a daily podcast that's talking about even more minutiae than john and i can get into with our once a week and uh what'd you write about for the athletic this week john did my free agent valuations uh my top 25 free agents uh for this uh coming off season and what my formula says they are worth for the coming year Awesome. Yeah, I uh, was starting to make my way through that this morning. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about some of those valuations in a future show. Absolutely. We'll talk to you all then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 